0: Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Uh, you know, I'm just a just a big hairy American winning machine. If you ain't first, you're last. Welcome, everyone, to the Fantasy Fessionals Football Podcast, part of the Sports Pros Network, where we're always talking sports, so let's start the conversation. I'm your host, Keith Needleman. I'm joined in studio, as always, by my co-host and good friend, the Fantasy Fessional himself, Jeremy Butterball Van Good morning, Butter. How are you, man?
1: Top of the morning to you. I'm doing great.
0: Yeah, kind of kind of a weird schedule for us this week. We're actually recording these uh, uh, pods on Thursday morning uh, before the uh, Thursday night football action uh, this week. And so had had a little intro That just a great big hairy uh, win, uh, American winning machine, Butter. So I finally got off the schneid against you uh, uh, last week from a fantasy perspective. And so I uh, had, uh, had, had to brag about it a little bit. I'm sure it'll be short-lived, and we'll, we'll talk about that here a little bit later. But uh, uh, before we get into it, Butter... A lot of news this week, a lot of crazy stuff. we got some coaches getting fired and all kinds of uh, NFL action and and news. But before we get into it, as always, got to show some love to our sponsor, and that's Chalk Sports Bar. Chalk is Oklahoma City's premier luxury sports bar located in Chisholm Creek Plaza at 1324 West Memorial Road. Follow Ben Chad and the whole Chalk team on the web at chalkokc.com. Or follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Chalk OKC. It's the best damn sports bar in Oklahoma, and there's no better place to have a conversation about the NFL and watch all the games on Sunday afternoons. Always the favorite that's Chalk Luxury Sports Bar.
1: The best damn sports
0: bar, period. Yeah, and I'm excited. I'm going to be at Chalk Saturday morning for the uh, Red River Rival, we, and we talked about that on the CFF Commissioners Corner podcast earlier. Uh, and so, uh, looking forward to that, and uh, and going up there and seeing Ben and Chad and my guy Jay Till and uh, a lot of other friends to to watch that big game Saturday morning. But um, we got to talk about NFL here first, butter. And so. Good news, bad news segment that we always start off on. Man, right after we, uh, I guess you know we're recording last week, there was starting to be news uh, uh, kind of leaking on some of these things. But the NFL, man, they they've got some COVID issues, bud. So a lot of a lot of lot more outbreaks, a lot of other crazy stuff. We got a hurricane. Uh, coming in, uh, it seems like, again, Hurricane Delta um, uh, coming into Louisiana and Mississippi and that area and stuff. But um, your thoughts on some of these continued positive tests? You know, obviously Cam Newton, uh, you had uh, Gilmore, the DB from the Patriots, uh, test positive earlier uh, this week, I think maybe yesterday or day before yesterday. But, you know, can the NFL get this back under control, man? Fingers crossed they can, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was kind of shocked that they moved that game, you know. I mean, uh, I mean obviously, you know, I mean, Cam Newton, I mean – was really kind of the only player that tested positive for the the Patriots. Is that that's correct, isn't it?
0: They've had a couple more come out since then. I think there were some other staff members that kind of had exposure because I think they they took two planes right. uh, to Kansas City. So there was one that everybody that had suspected exposure, perhaps uh, possible exposure. and Then the rest of the team flew on another plane. Yeah,
1: that's just a your own private jet. There we go. <laughs> good to be good to be Robert Kraft. I think right. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, but, I mean, it's it's definitely uh, something that you definitely want to keep an eye on uh, from a fantasy standpoint because it's something that's really not going to be on, like, an injury report. I mean, uh, some of these players, you know, I mean, may test positive right before the game kicks off. You know, I mean, um, like I said, you know, I mean, with the HIPAA, with the HIPAA rules, I mean, they don't necessarily have to, have to release that information, but, you know, I mean, it helps from a fantasy standpoint if they do. You know, that way you can get those guys out of the – out of the lineup. And like I said, you know, I mean, the the hurricane down that's coming in, I mean, you might want to check that before. Um,
0: yeah, keep an eye on the weather this I weekend. I mean, because I know yeah. the
1: Chargers play at the Saints. I mean, yeah. um, you know, I mean, I know it's indoors, but, you know, I mean, if there's a hurricane going, I mean, they might. Cancel that game. Who knows? Yeah,
0: yeah, and, and you know, God bless the people of Louisiana, Mississippi. They've they've had an ass full of hurricanes this this summer, and I'm sure they are they are done with it. Uh, uh, not a, not a, not again, not another one. But uh, again, uh, hurricane Delta uh, kind of w- went through the uh, uh, Gulf of Mexico, Cancun area, and I know caused some problems down there in that resort town. But uh, seems to be uh, hanging right and uh, headed headed towards uh, uh, kind of that uh, New Orleans. Uh, southwestern Mississippi area so uh, thoughts and prayers for those folks we'll be keeping an eye on the weather and again hopefully uh, everybody uh, is going to be okay on that but you know along those COVID lines too butter there's you know, more news that popped yesterday that I guess maybe some of the Titans players had broken protocols and went out and had a unscheduled practice session at a, a local high school there uh, in, in Nashville and uh, you know news broke on that that there could be some hefty fines and maybe even some suspensions uh, for some of those Titan players that uh, kind of broke the rules on that front. But, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, the Titans are going to get to play again here soon. So, uh, you, you hope that they uh, they get things straightened out on that front. But, you know, hard to keep those guys cooped up for sure. I mean, they don't want to sit in the house. And uh, uh, to kind. Of, you want to keep your body, you know, active and, and continue to practice and get those reps in because it's kind of hard to turn it on and turn it off. But, uh, you know, your your thoughts on that, Butter?
1: You know, I mean, they're, they're professional athletes. I mean, that – they need to figure out some sort of guidelines, some sort of rule for those guys to follow. You know, I mean, they say, like, uh, it's if, if you're in quarantine, I mean, to stay at home, I mean, that's your safest option, you know. But, you know, what I mean, I understand being a professional athlete, some of these guys need to go out, work out, uh, go run, I mean, whatever they do to keep their body in shape. Um, uh, the Them going to high school to, to work out, you know, what I mean, they're just trying to, you know, what I mean, get ready for the next game, whenever that game may be. I'd like to see like what they what they come up with if they find them, you know. Possibly, you know. I mean, maybe they can. Each team, each NFL team, the NFL can learn from this and set some sort of guidelines. That way, you know. I mean, uh, where these guys can go out. And, and work out, you know I mean? Even if it's just one or two guys, you know, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough. You know, the NFL, we, we've seen the NBA do a relatively good job with kind of the bubble format, you know, down there in, in Florida. Uh, and, you know, NBA finals, uh, maybe getting ready to wrap up tomorrow night. Uh, the Lakers on the verge of closing that out and winning their 17th title. But, um, you know, it's just going to be hard to do from an NFL standpoint. I don't know if the bubble it's thing works for too, the NFL. Too many people, I yeah, would think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just just don't think that's a viable option, and so you, you hope that uh, um, the guys that tested positive, uh, you know, they they stay well, they 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 get recovered quickly, and uh, and we can kind of quell that, and uh, we don't have to deal with it uh, for the rest of the season. But um, that might be wishful thinking at this point. I think it'll probably continue to rear its ugly head from time to time, and you hope it's relatively isolated and uh, few in number uh, whenever these uh, these positive tests come out. But we'll keep an eye on it, but. Okay, I guess kind of maybe sticking with bad news. Although if you're a, a Texans fan, it might be good news. Uh, first coach of the year uh, gets the uh, gets the pink slip, uh, butter, and that's Bill O'Brien. We talked about it last week on the pod Vikings and uh, Texans, and that both teams were zero and three coming into that, and it was an old school lo- loser leaves town match, uh, and that's really kind of how it how it played out, I guess. And so the Vikings win that game. Uh, Bill O'Brien gets his marching orders, and so it's kind of interesting to note that some reports came out after the uh, 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 the report that he had lost his job and had been fired that uh, he and uh, defensive standout J.J. Watt had kind of gotten into an. On the practice field bust up and uh, a screaming match a week or so before that. And um, so, certainly some uh, issues there in that locker room. But um, any thoughts on this? Are, are you super surprised that uh, O'Brien, the first guy uh, to be let go uh, from an NFL coaching standpoint, Butter?
1: No, I'm not really surprised uh, on it at all. You know, I mean, we thought maybe the 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 number might have been six games, but the Texans have not looked very good this year. You know, I mean, they still have quite a bit of talent, but, you know, I mean, the offseason moves that they made, uh, Bill O'Brien being the GM, the off-season moves that he made, I mean, has really came back to bite them in the butt, you know. I mean, uh, they trade DeAndre Hopkins, who was having a really great year with the Cardinals. I mean, they really don't have a go-to wide receiver, you know. I mean, they, they fought hard um, against the Vikings, and, I mean, it was a one-possession game. And actually, until they reviewed the play, I mean – ended up uh, scoring like a touchdown that would have tied it up, you know. But uh, the guy was out of bounds. But, you know, I mean, I'm not really surprised that he got canned, you know. Um, Like I said, you know, I mean, it doesn't really sound like he had much respect from, like, his major players, you know I mean, especially like Hopkins. I mean, after Hopkins got traded, I mean, there was a rift between those guys. And then, I mean, I'm not surprised that that him and J.J. Watt got into it because J.J. Watt, I mean – He's a vocal person. I mean, he leads by example. So, I mean, I'm not surprised that um, he voiced his opinion because J.J. Watt is kind of like the player for that yeah, franchise. kind of a heartbeat maybe yes, yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah the heart of that franchise i think that's a good way to put it and again you know watt has been in the league for quite a while he's had a lot of injuries and you know maybe he sees you know kind of the the, the sand slipping through the hourglass so to speak and uh, he knows he is he doesn't have a whole lot of time left and so it's important to to win now and, and again with deshaun watching that quarterback uh, you can't waste that either right so and i know they just signed him to a new contract and he, he's getting paid on that front but uh, you got to get him some help and we've seen it so often butter that you know when when coaches try to wear both those hats right both the GM and the head coaching uh, Standpoint—that's that's hard, man. And again, it's all—all all the fingers are going to point back at you if it doesn't go well, right? So, hey, you picked the players, uh, and now you're coaching them as well. And if it didn't work out, there's no nowhere else to look uh, but but you. And so, um, you got to think that uh, that that probably factored into it. Uh, some of those the off-season trade decisions that you had mentioned as well, and then it, uh, they start off zero and four, not um, not good enough, and, and certainly well below Texans fans' expectations. So, not shocking. Um, now, in light of their start, but uh, maybe had you, um, you know, took a poll on to who would be the co- first coaches fired, you know, three months ago, uh, I don't, I don't know if Bill Bryan, um would have been number one on that. He might have been in the top ten, but uh, yeah, uh, but I'm sure you know he's probably getting paid off and he'll be fine. It wouldn't shock me if he ends up back in the co- uh, college game, butter. Uh, you know, he was he was at Penn State there for a minute and then got this opportunity to take the Texans job a few years ago, and so yeah, he's been, um, he's been
1: rumored like uh, last year. I mean, yeah, there was some. Some college gigs that uh, yep. he had kind of been linked to or rumored for, you know. I mean, who do you think uh, is a frontrunner for that job, or have they even came out and said who some of the options could be? No,
0: I, I, think, I think it's too early. Uh, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I'm sure, you know, the way that the NFL works, it'll be some recycled guy, right? So someone who's had a head, head coaching job in the past. Uh, you, you think about some guys that are on the sidelines right now. Uh, Marvin Lewis, I think, from Cincinnati, right? So I don't know, maybe he's a name that kind of pops up, and Jason Garrett, uh, um, yeah, maybe. You know, he's he's obviously uh, was in Dallas for a long time, and so it'd be, uh, I'm sure he has some roots there in and around Dallas, and Houston wouldn't be that far away, so that's probably not a bad pick as well. But um, you, I, I hope it's a guy that has has a little bit of an offensive tinge to it because I think that'll get the best out of Deshaun Watson, and so uh, again, he's such a such a talented player. Um, that uh, you, you just feel like they're wasting them right now uh, without uh, a little more pop on offense and a little more help so we'll we'll see what happens there and, and, and follow that uh closely in the uh, the days and weeks to come but you know we gotta move on butter to our team who if nothing else they're entertaining brother so they they find a way to lose spectacularly and so <laughs> the Cleveland Browns our guy baker mayfield comes to town they hang damn near half a hundred on them Uh, The Browns win this game 49-38. The Browns were up in this game 41-17 midway through the third quarter. The Cowboys come all the way back to make it 41-38, getting some improbable two-point, I think three two-point conversion plays in a row uh, to make it a game and actually have a chance. And then, as you would expect, the Cowboys go out and let a 70-yard reverse to uh, Odell Beckham Jr. to kind of put it away at that point. But, again, they're entertaining. It they must see TV at this point, Butter. But your, your thoughts on our Dallas Cowboys dropping to one and three now uh, after the first four weeks?
1: Well, you know, I mean, that was a really exciting game to watch. You know, I mean, Baker Mayfield uh, didn't have, like, a, a great game as far as, like, passing stats. But, I mean, he controlled the offense. I mean, uh, they've got a really, really great core of running backs. They were able to run the, the ball at will – uh, against the Cowboys, which I mean, the Cowboys defense rushed for over
0: three hundred yards, I think, against the Cowboys. Yeah,
1: the, the yeah, the Cowboys defense just looks—they um, get blown up, and I mean, they they look slow. I mean, they can't—they definitely can't stop the run. But I think like uh, the Bronk or the uh, the Browns, I think they were down fourteen to seven and then scored like thirty-four unanswered points until like the fourth quarter. Then the Cowboys decided, hey, well, we scored a touchdown. Now maybe we can maybe we can come back and win this. And I mean, it was a very exciting game. The Cowboys just dug themselves too big of a hole to come out of. Uh, th- then you have them trying to um, save as much time on the clock as they can uh, and score as quickly as they can. But then whenever you can't stop the run. The Browns, I mean they they had a good game plan in the fourth quarter. I mean all they pretty much did was run the ball, and I mean ran the ball just like they had the whole game. And the Cowboys just did not have an answer for them. And um, the Cowboys, I mean they had turnovers. Like uh, I think Dak Prescott had a fumble. Uh, I think I think Ezekiel Elliott had a fumble. I mean they your two top players on that offense, uh, your running back and quarterback. I mean whenever you get turn the ball over the other team can capitalize on it. I mean, it's just not – it's not good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, in, in, the, in the NFL, Butter, you don't see it that often where a defense gives up over 300 rushing yards in a game. That, that's almost a fireable offense from a defensive coordinator standpoint in the NFL, right? So the, the game has kind of evolved and changed a little bit now to where you, you give up 300 yards passing every single week, it seems like, in the NFL. that That's not that shocking, but to be run over – uh, and just dominated up front the the way that they were. Again, you, you mentioned it. I mean, they scored, you know, 30, 34 points unanswered or something like that and, you know, was just dominating that game before some switch flipped. And again, part of it was the Browns probably letting off the gas pedal a little bit. And then, you know, Dak Prescott and um, that talented wide receiver crew really getting going and getting Dak put up Great, crazy stat numbers again. It was good for you from a fantasy standpoint, I know, uh, this past week, Butter. But, you know, 500 yards passing, four touchdowns. Um, so, he continues to put up numbers. And I think he his report um, or post-game interview is, you know, he had to trade all those those yeah. uh, fantasy numbers for, uh, for a win here and there. But uh, And that's what you would expect him to say. But, man, I'm telling you, uh, that Cowboys defense is not good. Um, and if they go out this weekend, and we'll talk about this weekend against the Giants, but if they give up 30-plus points – and if that game's close, um, I don't know. I think they have to make some changes on at the defensive coordinator, certainly whenever the bye week is going into it. I don't know if you can afford to wait that long. Um, but, but there are there are things wrong on the defensive side of the ball. Um, the offense has talent, but they they have to kind of put it all together for four quarters. It just fits in spurts, and they don't really seem to flip that switch until it's almost too late. And so, um, again, get Zeke running the ball right, is going to be part of it as well so that Zach Dak doesn't feel like he has to throw for 500 yards and five touchdowns every week is is going to be a big part of it. and help that defense out, right, keep them off the field, right, if you're able to run the ball a little bit.
1: Like I said, I mean, I think that they're going to have to make some changes, uh, whether it be on the defensive side of the ball or special teams, you know. I mean, they did have um, a play where they did block a, an extra point and they touched the ball – I mean, and after you touch the ball, the, the offense can go recover it. And then what happens? The Browns recover it in the end zone, and it's a two-point conversion for them. Yeah, I think that was
0: that last touchdown, that OBJ reversed uh, that uh, they got a, got a yeah. two-point conversion and, at the end. Yeah.
1: And I don't know what we were do, what they were doing, but, you know, I mean, they uh, they kicked two onside kicks. The first one, which was a, a great call by them, the return guy for the Browns, I think it was uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, I think is who it was, the ball was just rolling and the Cowboys were trying to go after the ball. Luckily for the Browns, like it went in the end zone and they come back uh, after they score again and do the exact same thing. And they knew what they were going to do. And I mean, end up giving the ball to them like on the 45 or 50 yard line. So, I mean, if you're trying to come back into a game, do something different. Like I mean, if you're going to kick an onside kick, kick an onside kick. (laughs) I mean, give your guys a chance to, to get the ball. Don't do the exact same thing that, Didn't work the previous time. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I I agree. It just it's special teams and defense leave a lot to be desired. Again, the Cowboys need to start running the ball on offense, and I think that will help alleviate some of those issues in the other two phases of the game. As well. But uh, again, a cure for the common cold, at least, or a cure for the uh, uh, the average team, should be the New York Giants coming to town this weekend. And, and kind of talking along those lines, Butter, if we stay in the NFC East, you know, the Eagles finally get off the Schneid. They get a win on Sunday night, beating the 49ers 25 20. But the NFC East has three wins between all four teams through the first four weeks. They're 3 12 and 1. Um, worst division in football, right? It has to be. Is anybody any good? And that's what's crazy. The Cowboys win Sunday against the Giants. They're at two and three. That's probably going to be good enough for first place whenever it's all said and done Sunday, Sunday evening. So just uh, terrible football being played in that division, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I like your notation on it. The NFC least. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it's – I don't know. I know the, the Giants are coming to town. I mean, and like you said, I mean, if, if they're able to – score a bunch of points against the Cowboys. I mean, I would think that whoever the defensive coordinator is, they they need to make changes. I mean, obviously, I mean, uh, if they're able to run the ball like the Browns were able to run the ball, I mean, that's – You've got serious problems if you're giving up 300 yards rushing. I yeah, mean. no,
0: that just that you just can't can't let that happen in the NFL. But you know, Washington, uh, you know, they lost this past weekend to the Ravens, 31-17. Not a shocker there, right? I think most people expected the Ravens to win that game, but they look terrible doing it. Sounds like Dwayne Haskins has run his course there. Uh, he's he's going to be benched uh, this weekend.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I seen a deal like where it said that. Uh, so I guess Kyle Allen's going to start. Alex Smith is going to be the backup, yeah. and they've demoted him to third string. I yeah, mean,
0: and you hope, you know, Alex Smith, you know, had that horrific leg injury, that broken leg, you know, a couple of seasons ago, and it's been rehabbing it. Uh, for almost eighteen months or whatever it's been now, I think. And so you hope that he's healthy. I know he's been cleared, uh, but uh, that'll be interesting to see there. It'd be uh, you know a good guy to root for, uh, assuming he's healthy, man. So I, I know uh, that was that was pretty ugly and almost lost his leg, I think. so it, it was really, really bad. but uh, you know the Giants uh, they find a way to lose against the Rams on Sunday seventeen to nine. we're in that game uh, to a certain degree, right relatively low scoring game there and uh, um, uh, Jared Goff hits Cooper Cup uh, for a long touchdown pass. Uh, late in the fourth quarter to kind of kind of pull away and uh, uh, win that game, but you know, without Saquon Barkley, I mean that Giants offense is it's just it's very different, right? And the defense isn't any good. I, I think that we've known that going into the season. They're trying to rebuild there, uh, but uh, you know the Eagles they get it together, right? So they they get a win uh, out out west against San Francisco again. Nick Mullins he kind of looked like a. Um, Backup quarterback for the first time, right? There's reports that Garoppolo may be ready to go for the 49ers this Sunday. We'll see. But Bullins had been a very capable backup and put up really good stats whenever he's been in, but uh, uh, didn't quite have it Sunday night against the Eagles. And again, part of that may have been desperation, right? The Eagles were winless coming into that game, and they they absolutely had to have it, um, and uh, and they got it. Uh, so so kudos to them. Although they won kind of in goofy fashion, They're, it didn't it wasn't like they dominated the game. Uh, and, and looked super impressive in that one. I think they got a pick six at one point. I think that kind of helped them out a little bit. But, you know, your your thoughts on, on the Eagles, I guess. But Carson Wentz hasn't exactly looked good uh, through the first month of the season. But can they – is it still a two-horse race between them and the Cowboys in the NFC East?
1: Oh, definitely. I think that's who it's going to be. I mean, like like you said, I mean, the, the Redskins, I mean, they've demoted their starting – Sorry, the Washington Football Team, not the. There you go. Yeah, yeah, Washington, we got to catch Fo- ourselves on that now, right? The Washington Football Team has demoted their first string quarterback to third team, and you know, I mean, like you said, Carson Wentz really hasn't looked all that good. Uh, the Giants, I mean, with without Barkley, I mean, they they can't cannot develop a run game. You know, I mean, the Rams versus Giants game, I mean, as a fantasy standpoint, I mean, there was nobody.
0: Not much to speak of. Yeah, it's not game. much to speak That's of
1: right. uh, as far as fantasy, you know. But you know, I mean, you, you go back to the uh, the San Francisco 49ers versus the Eagles. You know, I mean, that was uh, was a, uh, the game. Uh, that was a late game on Sunday, I believe. Yep,
0: Sunday night on NBC. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, Carson Wentz. I mean, he did what he could to to get the win. One of the things that I was reading about, uh, Nick Mullins, uh, I mean, has done pretty good whenever he has got his opportunity, and. He's a free agent after this year, so I mean, there there's teams that could possibly use his services next year, so I mean, yep. um, it could be one of those things where he turns his opportunities and chances that he gets this year into possibly a bigger contract than what he's getting right now and possibly maybe a starting job, you know? Yeah. He,
0: he's been very capable whenever he has got opportunities to play over the last couple of years, the Southern Miss kid, I think, right? I think he came out of Southern Miss. He was mistaken. on my team so, in, uh, yeah, in college, <laughs> yeah, yeah, college fantasy league, but, uh, I know decent player there and you're right. He, he, probably will move on this year, and, and somebody will give him an opportunity because uh, out of 32 teams, he's probably one of the, the top 32 quarterbacks in the league right now because there's some there's some awful quarterback play uh, for other teams uh, across the board. But um, these four teams, Butter, don't have awful quarterback play, and that's the Seahawks, Bills, Packers, and Chiefs, and they all improved to 4-0, and um, although some of them in circuitous routes to get there, right? So that Chiefs-Patriots game was up in the air for a little bit, but uh, got, to, got to play that game Monday afternoon, and Chiefs win that one. 4-0. Uh, seem to be the best teams in the league right now. I think that that's probably fair. Uh, would it shock you, Butter, that 12 weeks from now, three months from now, give or take, if we have an AFC championship of Buffalo in Kansas City and an NFC championship of Seattle in Green Bay, but uh, they they look to be the uh, the class in the NFL right now. Your your thoughts on those four teams all making it to the quarter, quarter mark uh, undefeated?
1: I mean, all four of those teams—they've had really great quarterback play from each one of their quarterbacks. You know, I mean, each week. I mean, um, if you're going to pick somebody to to lead your fantasy team or who who you want to to be your quarterback for that week, I mean, you got Russell Wilson, who's put up some really great numbers through the first couple weeks of the year. You got Josh Allen. Uh, he can run and throw the ball uh, really, really well. I mean, he gets—he's good for a rushing touchdown pretty much each week. Then he accounts for three or four passing touchdowns there. And Rogers, I mean, he's looked pretty much unstoppable. I mean, uh doing a really good job.
0: Uh yeah, and I was I was dead wrong on that game Monday night. I yeah. thought the Falcons would keep it close and maybe things would start to balance out. But man, the Packers, they they were just better, right? They were up twenty to three at halftime and, and just kind of you know waltz the uh, you know cruise control in the second half. But yeah, uh Rodgers has looked great. You're and, right.
1: Then you got Mahomey. I mean, Pat Mahomes. I mean Yeah, he's okay. The, yeah, they've looked really good. You know, I mean the Patriots and the Chiefs game, I mean, it was pretty close there for for a little while. And then, uh, I, mean, I mean, I know that, obviously, uh, Cam Newton was out for that game. And I think uh, the journeyman, uh, Brian, Brian Hoyer, got, yeah. got, got the start. And then they put Jarrett Stidham in. And, man, I mean, he looked just god-awful, you know. I mean, uh, I think he had two picks, you know. So, yeah. I, why they decided to, to put him in at that point in time, I mean – Obviously, I mean, I know uh, that Hoyer didn't really – he didn't play great, but they were at least in the ball game. I mean, whenever they put – Yeah, 6,
0: six three at the halftime, yeah. So, whatever it was relatively put,
1: close. Whenever yeah. they put Stidham in, I mean, I think they – it was like they gave up. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, and, and, again, the Chief, Chiefs kind of score score one late to pull away there. And, and you're right, the Patriots were in there. It was a relatively close game. Um, you know, I, I, the under hit here, I like the under in that game because I thought the Patriots would ugly it up. Uh, And they were able to do that for the most part. Again, uh, uh, Mahomes, a relatively pedestrian stat line for him, right, 236 yards passing and two touchdowns. But he was efficient. They were able to run the ball, right? Damian Harris comes back and uh, uh, has 100 yards rushing in that game. Um, They were able to kind of uh, uh, ugly it up and win – and you know maybe from a Chiefs perspective, you, know, you come away from this feeling even better about your squad. I know defending Super Bowl champion, you're undefeated right now. It's hard to feel any better, but you know it shows that they, they can win in a multitude of ways. I think, and that Chiefs defense has been pretty good over the last couple of weeks. And so again, facing the Pats with Cam Newton's probably a different perspective uh, um, or a different prospect, I should say, so uh, than uh, uh, Brian Hoyer and, and Jarrett Stidham. But uh, kudos to them for getting out of there, man. So four four and o oh, four teams at four and oh.
1: and obviously, I mean. Going back to the Packers, I mean, I would say the biggest breakout game performance from this week, maybe this year, was a guy that I've never never even heard of, Robert Tanyan, the uh, tight end from Green Bay. Six receptions, 98 yards, and three touchdowns. Has he been on your fantasy football radar? He has not, no, but he <laughs> he
0: will be moving forward. That that that's a good call out there. Again, three touchdowns uh, in that uh, Monday night win uh, for all from uh, Aaron Rodgers. There again, Rodgers you know, three hundred twenty seven yards and four touchdowns um this was a uh, the lowest scoring game that the packers have had i think in the season right they still scored 30 points so relatively a, a pedestrian uh, performance by them on offense and they're still able to get 30 points and uh, the falcons again i guess i just have to admit i was wrong butter so i had them as my um, you know, the team that i thought would be most surprising had them competing for one of those last wildcard card spots oh and four we talked about Bill O'Brien getting the axe earlier this week. I think Dan Quinn, Quinn is, yes, yeah, he's he's, he's he's right there on the uh, on the ledge. I think they, they go out and drop another egg, um, or, or drop another uh, a deuce in the middle of the field this weekend. Then they he may be done uh, next Monday. So we'll we'll keep an eye on that, but. Uh, other other games of note, butter. So I've got just a couple up here. Buccaneers, big comeback win for them. Uh, the Chargers, again, they've looked game, and um, you know maybe having just have a young quarterback there at Herbert, he's looked really good, put up some good stats, but uh, not able to overcome um, the, the goat. Uh, down in Tampa Bay as he leads a uh, furious comeback for the Buccaneers. They win that game 38-31. We talked about it. Vikings win that loser-leaves-town match 31-23 over the Texans. Uh, Saints hold on against the Lions 35-29. Again, that was one that we picked out for fantasy purposes and expected a lot of points, and it didn't disappoint. Um, The the Lions kind of had a kind of a furious rally there in the late in the third quarter and fourth quarter to come back and make that a close game, but we're able to do so. Our Cardinals, Kyler Murray, man, two losses in a row against teams that they – you know maybe Should've shouldn't be. have lost to yeah, yeah lost to the lions last week and then uh, lose uh, to the carolina panthers this week and again matt rule we've talked about it man he's a good football coach and, and maybe he's he's got that team a, a little ahead of schedule they're 2 and 2 right now and, and so a 500 record for the panthers this year especially given the fact that mccaffrey's out and mm-hmm. it's going to miss a significant amount of time um, man that ought to put him in coach of the year uh, discussions yeah. on that front cuz he's doing an amazing job there uh, colts over the bears 19-11. to oh, 11. Bears. Yeah, Bears, again, you thought making the quarterback change and bringing in Nick Foles, uh, that it would kind of spice that offense up. That offense was putrid uh, on Sunday. Again, the the Colts dominated the game. It's 19-3, to three and the, the Bears add one in the fourth quarter late to, to make it look closer than what it was, but that Bears offense was just uh, awful. Uh, we mentioned your Bills. They go out west and beat the Raiders 30-23, to 23. and then uh, Seahawks over the Dolphins 31-23, and then the Bengals. They get their first win in the Joe Burrow era. They, uh, they beat the Jaguars, who after that uh, week one win over the Colts had us scratching our heads saying, I thought this team was going to suck. Well, they've, they've sucked since. And so they're, they've lost three in a row, and they're one and three. And, again, I think we'll be one of those teams uh, competing uh, for that uh, number one spot uh, in the draft next April. But um, any other parting thoughts before we kind of move on uh, to news uh, and uh, making picks for week five, butter.
1: You know I mean? I know it's uh, what is it the fourth week? Be the fifth week this yep. week? Week five this week? Yeah. Um, Tom Brady uh, with the Buccaneers, it seems like he's got better every single week. Like they've had a lot of injuries. I mean, they they haven't had. They're all all three of their wide receivers play one game. I mean, like Mike Evans has had has had uh, some injuries. Godwin's had some injuries. Yeah, I think
0: Godwin uh, missed last week. I yeah, think, yeah,
1: Leonard Fournette's been been hurt. I mean. Whenever everybody is available, I mean, I think that this offense is going to be fun to watch, you know. I mean, uh, I, like I said, I think I, I I picked them to go really, really far, make a deep playoff run. Tom Brady and the, the Buccaneers, I mean, every week, I mean, it, it, he's got better, you know, so, I mean, I think it's going to be a fun team to watch. You know, and the Chargers, too, Um, going back to them, I know they, I know they lost, but, I mean, Justin Herbert, I mean, he, he looks pretty good, I mean, have they came out and said if he's going to start any more games or are they going to keep Tyrod Taylor as a starter?
0: I don't know, man. It'd be hard to kind of take him off the field at this yeah. point because I thought he's performed really, really well. And both those guys, you know, Burrow as well, you know, those top top quarterback draft picks this year. You know, Burrow obviously went number one. I think uh, uh, Herbert went five or six to the Chargers. I mean, they've – they both look like they merited those top selections, yeah. right? So they both looked really, really good. And I think those two guys will be good ones uh, for, for a decade uh, to come. So so good good job by the uh, Chargers and Bengals uh, on that front because both those guys have looked the part and uh, played the part. I guess before we finish it up, Butter, we, we got to talk about the Thursday night game last week. Uh, that was uh, the turd sandwich uh, that actually ended up being a, be- a more entertaining game than what uh, most people probably thought, right? Broncos um, win in, in a shootout. I think we, we both liked the under in that game, but uh, Broncos win 37-28. Uh, Jets are awful. They're 0 and 4. Uh Darnold's injured. Don't know that he's going to play this weekend. Adam Gase is a dumpster fire. Uh but Brett Rippin, you know, our guy from Boise State, right? We talked about we knew him from college uh, fantasy purposes uh from a few years ago. Um uh, looked pretty good, right? So 240 yards, two touchdowns. Kind of a game manager. It helped that uh, Melvin Gordon was able to run the ball in that 100 yards and two touchdowns there for fantasy uh players out there. But uh Think either one of us expect those teams to do much moving forward? But uh, kudos to the Browns uh, for winning on the road on Thursday night last
1: week. Both of these teams, you know, I mean, <laughs> the Broncos have a bunch of injuries. I mean, quarterback, uh, wide receiver. I mean, they've got a a bunch of people out, you know. And then the Jets with Darnold going down. I mean, I think Joe Flacco is gonna. Uh, yeah, he's gonna start. Gonna this start Sunday, this yeah. week, you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I I picked the Broncos last week as my fantasy defense. I mean. They gave up a lot more points than I figured that they would. Yeah, so yeah. Um,
0: yeah, it was kind of surprising. Again, more more points uh, in that one than uh, that I think most of the experts uh, thought there. So, but, again, Thursday night football, it's always kind of weird, right? Short week, uh, uh, especially uh, in this 2020 year, everything's weird as it is. So maybe we shouldn't be surprised by that when it's all said and done. Expect the unexpected uh, in 2020. But I guess one, one crazy story, Butter, before we move on to, to week five picks was that of Post-game brawl uh, between the uh, uh, Giants and Rams on Sunday. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, Golden Tate. Apparently some family issues, my, baby mama drama or something along those lines. Uh, but these guys just get in a knockdown drag out at midfield, 50-yard line, during the what custom, uh, I guess, the, uh, the midfield handshake after the games. But did you see any clips of this, Butter? This was pretty wild, Ben.
1: No, I didn't. Um, but... <laughs> Obviously somebody's not gonna be invited to Thanksgiving dinner. It's gonna be year. real awkward. <laughs> yeah. Gonna be real awkward. <clears throat> no, but I mean, I didn't see any clips of it, but like I did read something that like uh Jalen Ramsey was like waiting for him outside of the stadium. (laughs) Yeah, it
0: didn't seem to be over with after the the two men were separated at midfield. I think he was walking around the tunnels and, yeah, I think had a uh, a security uh, uh, personnel from the Rams there uh, designated to keep an eye on him until the Giants were were definitely out of the building and and kind of moved on. So, uh, you know, kind of an ugly story there, but, uh, you know, hopefully those guys can uh, uh, mend some broken fences uh, at some point down the road, because, again, I I think uh, uh, a little bit bit of drama there, some some family connections in some way, shape, or form. But We'll, we'll leave it at that, Butter, but uh, uh, let's move on to week five picks, man. And so, as always, uh, got to start with t- tonight's game, right? So, again, we're recording this on a Thursday morning, so we get football later this evening, so that's going to be fun. But uh, we talked about them earlier. Uh, Tom Brady seems to be getting things figured out, getting move, uh, moving in the right direction there under Bruce Arians. Uh, the Buccaneers travel up to Chicago to take on the Bears both these teams are three and one, but both seem to be on different trajectories, right? So one fan base has to be feeling pretty good about themselves, uh, whereas I, th- I think the Bears fan base uh, don't-, don't know what they're going to do at quarterback. But Bucks are favored in this one. Um, i seen it as high as four and a half, but the, the line has come down to Tampa Bay minus three now. Uh, total in on this one's 45, 44 and a half. Uh, but your thoughts on Thursday night football tonight, Butter?
1: I like Tampa Bay and I like Tom Brady. Uh, the Bears, they-, they can't figure out who they want to start at quarterback. I mean, Trubisky started out, started out the season, then gets yanked, and uh, Nick Foles goes in, which Nick Foles played a pretty good second half uh, the week before last, and then last week, I mean, it really looked like he couldn't do anything. So, I mean, if the Bears are going to be a 3-1 team and they're going to compete, I mean, they're going to have to get better play out of their quarterback, and I don't know if Nick Foles or Mitch Trubisky is either one the answer. Uh, the bears do have a good defense, you know, but, um, you gotta have offense to score points. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'll tell you, you know, I was leaning bucks on this one too, butter, but that line movement spooks me a little bit, right? So is that all that money that's coming in on the bears? Is that sharp money? Or is that just the, uh, the Chicago fan saying, Hey, this is make or break. We gotta, we gotta win this one. It's desperation. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and stick with the bucks here. Uh, but I think that this one will be close, right? I could see this being a close game headed into the fourth quarter, and so. Uh, I, but I'm with you. I would rather bet on Tom Brady um, than I would uh, either Trubisky the or goat. Nick Foles. Yeah, so uh, he's he's got a little bit of a, a resume and a proven track record. So I'll I'll go with the Bucks as well, although I expect it to be a close game. Um,
1: the, moving the, the goat versus the Bears. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So <laughs>
0: uh, I got I actually got one of those goat shirts. Right, it has number twelve on it. So I just like I, I meant to wear that to our fantasy football draft. Uh, a couple weeks ago, butter, but it didn't come in on time, so I was going to kind of needle you guys a little bit there. But uh, the shirt's in now, so I, maybe I'll wear it uh, tonight in honor of uh, of Tom Brady, and we'll see if uh, that helps him out. Right, gives him some good, uh, good, good juice uh, for for Thursday night football. But uh, jump ahead, we talked about it a lot early uh, earlier in the pod, butter. But uh, our Dallas Cowboys hosting the New York Football Giants Sunday afternoon. Uh, again, you would have to anticipate that. Our Cowboys get off the schneid, right? Cowboys are nine and a half point favorite. Total here is fifty four, relatively high line for NFL purposes. Do you trust the Cowboys to beat anybody by double digits, Butter? I mean, my goodness, that defense has been awful. Who who do you like in this one Sunday afternoon?
1: I like the Cowboys, but I mean, I don't, I don't think that they're going to cover the nine and a half points. That's a lot of points for that Cowboys
0: <laughs> defense, right? So, absolutely.
1: But I mean, I, I, but I like the total of over fifty four as well, because I mean, the Cowboys, I mean. They've scored points uh, in all their games. They've just gave up more than what they've scored with the exception of one, which is the game that they won. (laughs)
0: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I like maybe a 35 to 27 game or maybe the Giants score one late. Uh, That doesn't really matter, but it's enough to cover the spread and kind of get to the over as well. But I'm, I'm kind of with you it's hard hard to uh hard to to trust that Cowboys defense to beat anybody by double digits and so yeah. i would i would lean towards the giants but cowboys to win the game
1: if i'm jason garrett i'm looking at like what the the browns did last week against the cowboys and i'm going to come out and run the damn ball against you i mean cuz obviously the cowboys could not stop the run they did not have an answer for the browns so i mean if you're going to compete in the nfl i mean and you're going to get uh get solid matchups versus uh the teams that you're playing i mean if you're playing the cowboys i mean you need to have your running backs ready to go and just run the run the ball because they cannot stop it <laughs> yeah
0: it'd be interesting to see right How, what what defensive adjustments do the cowboys make and then you know obviously that giants backfield not nearly as talented as the browns and so you, you would hope uh the cowboys can uh, can keep them under 300 yards rushing this week but we'll we'll see uh, not not a lot of faith from two uh, uh cowboys fans here but uh I, I think they'll have enough firepower to get the win but yeah.
1: There was uh they had made some defensive changes this week. I think they uh, released uh, Brandon Carr. Brandon Carr
0: was released. Yeah, that's which,
1: right. You know, I mean, I think he's been in the league for fourteen or fifteen years. You know, I mean, they release him, but bad play really wasn't the secondary. I mean, it was before you get to the secondary yeah. on the run. You know,
0: yeah, so. D line <laughs> and the uh, the linebacking crew. The linebacking crew has been decimated by injuries, and so, but they they did not play well. I think that that's fair. So
1: yeah, and and like like you said, I mean, it could be it could be injuries i mean losing vanderesh i mean that's a big uh that's a big uh hurt to the yeah. the, the linebacker crew and then I, I think Sean lee
0: yeah bless his heart he's been on the injury injury list for the last 5 years i think yeah, so yeah I, I just don't i don't know if he'll ever get back to what what he was but yeah vanderesh that's a huge his collarbone i think was his issue a couple of weeks ago if i'm not mistaken but uh, well, staying in the NFC East, Butter, uh, a Keystone uh, State battle here, the Philadelphia Eagles traveling across the great state of Pennsylvania to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers, undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers, who had an impromptu bye week due to the Titans' uh, COVID issues last week. But uh, uh, some reports this week, you know, ben, Big Ben coming out saying, hey, they got the shaft on the uh, the bye week stuff and, you know, not not real happy about that. But, again, I don't know what what we're supposed to do with it. But uh, Pittsburgh, a seven-point favorite in this one, the total 44-and-a-half. Your thoughts on Eagles? and Steelers butter
1: I like uh, Big Ben and the Steelers uh, I, I like the, the points too I think that they're going to cover I think that they're going to cover easily I mean you were talking I mean Carson Wentz I mean he just really hasn't uh, figured out like what he's supposed to do as the Eagles quarterback um, I do think I mean I do like Miles Sanders with the Eagles but I mean I just uh, I think that the the Steelers come out they're they're going to pass the ball they're going to run the ball Um and like I said, I mean, I I like the points, so uh, give me the Steelers, and I mean, I think it's going to be like the thirty-four to ten or thirty-four to seventeen.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think the Steelers having the week off uh, again, not not maybe not where they prefer to have the week off. We'll, we'll give them a little bit of edge in this one. And we saw uh, Philadelphia get the win uh, Sunday night out in San Francisco, but didn't look super impressive doing so. But uh, I, I like Big Ben. I like that receiving crew that the Steelers have as well. So they're they're, they're good. Uh, I think they'll put up a lot of points and give me the Steelers in this one. But talk about a lot of points, Butter. The Chiefs giving the Raiders 12.5 points um, on Sunday. Total in this one half. Man, that, that's a lot of points, especially in kind of a divisional rivalry game. And, again, the Raiders are at 2-2, two and two, and I know they lost this past weekend to the Bills, but I, I think that team's got a little spunk to them, man. I think there's some there's some life in it, and I wouldn't I wouldn't give up on them just yet. A lot of points in the NFL. Your, your thoughts on Raiders and Chiefs on Sunday?
1: You know, I mean, I don't really like the Raiders to win this game, but I do like the Raiders in the 12-and-a-half. I mean, I think that game is going to be a lot closer than what whatever he thinks it's going to be. I mean, I do think Pat Mahomes has a really good good game. I think Derek Carr – uh, has a good game too I mean I think uh, Derek Carr has been pretty pretty solid through the first few weeks of the year you know I mean uh there's uh, a couple games like where they had uh, a turnover or penalties that kind of where they've lost the game but I mean they've been like one possession game so I mean uh a play here a play there I mean they could realistically be four uh, and0.
0: Yep. No, I agree. I, I like the Raiders to uh, to keep it closer than the experts think. If nothing else, you know, the backdoor cover is always open here, right? So even if the Chiefs get up by two touchdowns, you know, that's kind of what happened this past weekend against the uh, the Bills, right? The Bills are up 30 to 16. The Raiders score one late, uh, make it 30 to 23, and then are unable to, uh, to get the onside and the Bills run the clock out, but uh, I think that something similar uh, could probably take place this Sunday uh, for the Chiefs uh, on, on that front. So I, I'm with you. I like uh, Chiefs to win the game, maybe, but uh, the Raiders to cover the spread. But um, you know, another Sunday afternoon game that 3:30 slot that's kind of intriguing for to, to me. Butter is that of the Indianapolis Colts uh, traveling to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Right? We talked a lot about the Browns just the coming off that big Browns. win. Yeah, both these teams are three and one, but both of them. I'm still not sure about either team yet, right? I know I picked the Colts to win that AFC South um, uh, in our preseason uh, uh, podcast a few weeks ago. And again, they've looked good after, you know, dropping that improbable uh, loss to Jacksonville in week one. Um, but I still I haven't seen enough to kind of Make me feel really good about that pick thus far, and the Browns are kind of iffy as well. Although they've their their ability to run the ball over the last couple of weeks have been super impressive, and I think have changed things around for Baker Mayfield um, that he's looked a lot more solid back there because uh, he's not having to make as many throws and has isn't being put in tough situations. But the Colts are favored in this one by one and a half two points, uh, almost a them here, give or take, and a uh, total in this one's forty-six. But your thoughts on Colts at Cleveland Sunday afternoon, Butter?
1: I like the Browns in this matchup. Uh, I think it's going to be a very, very close game. I I mean, I'm excited to watch this game. I mean, just because uh, the way that the Browns ran the football last week against the Cowboys. And also, I'm excited to watch the culture on the ball. They got Jonathan Taylor. Uh, What I think is going to be the outcome of this game, I think that the Browns are going to win by, you know, maybe three to four points. And I think that uh, Phillip Rivers – what he's known for, he will throw a late interception that will seal the, the deal.
0: <laughs> it's, he does have a propensity to do that, Butter. So especially if they're trailing at the end and uh, they need him to march them down the field. So uh, this is a weird line to me, Butter. Is, yeah, yeah I, I, don't, I don't really – I think I like the under uh, in this game. I think the Colts' defense is pretty good, and I think that they're going to be able to stop – at least slow down that Browns rushing attack. They're not going to give up 300 yards the way that the Cowboys did this weekend. So I no. think that'll be enough to ugly the game up and keep it close. But I would lean towards the under here. I think this is a 20-17 to 17 type of game. Not sure who's going to be the winner when it's all said and done. Uh, but but I like the under on this from a, from a pick'em standpoint. So so give me the under uh, forty six forty six and a yeah, half on this one. I think
1: I mean this will be one of the funner games to watch. Really. Yeah
0: yeah. And again, you know, one of these teams is going to come out four and one and have to feel really good about themselves yeah. uh, after five weeks. So it'd be interesting to see who it is. But Panthers at the Falcons on Sunday uh, afternoon. Butter. Um, again, we talked a little bit about the Falcons uh, being so disappointing. Uh, I was dead wrong on that. Dan Quinn probably on the hot seat here. The Falcons are favored in this one at home, right? Uh, two, two and Two and a half, two points. Panthers are against kind of a surprising two and two. But we keep saying every week, well, this has got to be desperation week. The Falcons have to do it this week. And, again, Vegas uh, maybe maybe thinks that as well, kind of having them a favorite, despite the fact that they're 0-4. Total here, 54. But your thoughts on Panthers and Falcons Sunday?
1: I think that the Falcons get their first win of the year. Uh, I think Matt Ryan is going to have a great game. What's been kind of overshadowed uh, for Atlanta, you know, I mean, you think of the receivers that they got. I mean, they've got Julio Jones, they got Russell Gage, but Calvin Ridley has really kind of been the fantasy person on that team with the exception of last week when yeah. I think he got a big zero. Goose
0: egg Monday night against but, the Packers, yeah.
1: You know, I mean, you, you look at uh, the Atlanta's offense and the playmakers that they got, and you're just like, man, how can they be 0-4? The Cowboys' only win was against the Falcons, you know, so – it's just kind of one of those things that's mind-boggling. I mean, they really really look good on paper. They just have it hadn't transferred transferred into wins on the field.
0: Yeah, and the offense was somewhat disappointing Monday night against the Packers, right? Only put up 16 points, and so I, I'm with you. I, I think this is the week. I know I've said that, I think, two weeks in a row <laughs> that uh, I think this is the week, but I do. I think they're back home uh, playing a, a young Panther squad who's, who's maybe overachieved a little bit, and again, the NFL gods, uh, the football gods, have a way of evening these these things out. I don't, I don't think the Panthers are a 500-football uh, club just yet, Um, maybe they get McCaffrey back towards the second half of the season. Some of those things will come together. But uh, I do think the Falcons get a win here. Uh, Give Quinn a reprieve for at least one more week. But, uh, again, that that seat has got to be pretty warm uh, down there in Atlanta right now.
1: One thing that is good, you know, I mean, they play 16 weeks, so – if they don't win this week, I mean, we can pick them again and hopefully that way we can say, hey, look, we told, we said they were going to win this week. <laughs> one of these, they're,
0: they're not going over butter. They're going to win one game, right? So we're confident <laughs> of that. We don't know what week it's going to be, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll st- stick with them and see, uh, see if we get it right this weekend. Yeah,
1: I mean, like 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 you said, I mean, on paper, I mean, it looks like this is a game that they should win, but, yeah. you know, I mean, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I
0: think they're the more talented team. That defense isn't very good, but I think that offense uh, kind of overcomes it this week. But uh, go, jumping ahead to Sunday night football, butter. So the Minnesota Vikings headed out west to take on the four and oh seattle seahawks again the vikings get off the schneid this past weekend beating houston uh getting their first win of the year but seattle a seven point favorite here uh total here 57 so again expecting some fireworks in this one but uh can the seahawks keep it going man can they can they improve to five and oh or are the vikings did you see maybe them turn a corner sunday with that win uh, down in houston uh, your thoughts on this one butter
1: i didn't really see him turn a corner i mean dalvin cook looks really 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 good uh I mean, Kirk Cousins, I mean, he's just still not, like, really spectacular, you know. I mean, uh, I think the Vikings are going to have trouble stopping Russell Wilson. Uh, they're going to have trouble stopping the the Seattle running game, whether it be uh, Chris Carson or uh, Carlos Hyde, who, who's ever in there. And then Seattle, I mean, they've got a bunch of talented wide receivers, DK Metcalf or uh, Tyler Lockett. I mean, and those guys make long, long plays. So – I mean, uh, I like uh, Russell Wilson. I like the Seahawks in this. Uh, I like him to cover the seven the seven points. I do like Dalvin Cook. I mean, I think he will get uh, his hundred yards rushing. But I mean, I just I don't think that uh, I don't think that the Vikings can can keep up with Seattle in this game.
0: Okay, I'm I'm gonna go against you on this one, butter. I like the Vikings to cover the spread here, maybe even win the game outright. And so. I
1: think you, Seattle. You think they
0: turned the corner, don't you? Well, I don't think they turned the <laughs> corner, but but Seattle c- continues to find themselves in close games every week, right? We even saw it this past week. You know, they, they had to go cross country and play the early game against Miami, but, uh, you know, end up winning that game 31 23. The game is close for a while, and they, they seem to. Uh, find a way to just edge it out at the end, you know, just based upon Russell Wilson's uncanny ability to make plays down the stretch. And we saw it a couple weeks ago against our Cowboys, Um, and and he's great. He is an MVP candidate through and through. I think he may even get it this year because there seems to be kind of a concentrated effort um, based on the fact that he's never even gotten a vote, which is kind of silly, uh, despite the fact he's been so good for the last few years. And so uh, he's been incredible. And, again, I just think this game's going to be close, right? I I think it's going to come down to the wire and maybe – you know, Wilson leads them down the field. They kick a field goal as time expires, and they win the game. Uh, but if you're going to get the, give me seven points, I'm going to take it. And I've even seen it as high as seven and a half on a couple of books. So if you give me that hook, I'm definitely going to take the seven and a half. But I think the Vikings keep this thing close on Sunday night. So, so give me the Vikes to cover the spread here. Uh, well, Monday Night Football, butter. We talked a little bit about them earlier. The uh, the young and upcoming, uh, maybe not quite there yet, but on the right trajectory. Uh, uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Start to say San Diego. I corrected myself. Uh, but the Chargers headed down to New Orleans to take on the Saints. And again, we talked a little bit about the hurricane issues. You know, it's in the Superdome, so that, that's that's one thing to consider. But uh, you know, hopefully, uh, New Orleans and the surrounding areas are going to be okay on that front. You have to worry about flooding and some other things, but. Saints, again, hold on against the Lions this Sunday, 35-29. They win that game, improved to 2-2. Two and two. I don't know if the Saints are any good, right? I mean, they were my pick to win that division, uh, the NFC South this year. You know, you you picked the Bucks and that, that certainly looks like the, the wiser decision at this point after four weeks. But uh, do the Saints come home? Do they get – Get well. Do they get good? Do they get right? Uh, and go ahead and uh, maybe get a win against a, a young Chargers team that's uh, not quite there, but you can see see the signs. But um, New Orleans favored in this one by seven and a half. a total fifty and a half. Uh, your thoughts on Monday Night Football, Butter?
1: I, I like the Saints in this one. Uh, like I said, I mean, I like Drew Brees in in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome at home. Uh, I like Alvin Kamara as well. One thing uh, that I might add is. The Saints haven't looked like a great football team. I mean, they're two and two, but a lot of that is because of injuries. I mean, you lose Michael Thomas, and I don't know if he's going to be back this week or if he's even going to be still listed as questionable. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, obviously, I mean, um, his injury must be a lot worse than what they originally had thought because, uh, I mean, he, th- what, this is what, what the second or third game that he's missed. Yeah. Yeah. And, those and high
0: it, ankle springs, man, they're, they're touchy. And yeah. you can definitely tell in the linger.
1: offense. I mean, uh, that, that he's missed. So, but I mean, I like, um, I do like Drew Brees and the Saints. I mean, I think that they're capable of making enough plays to win this game and to cover the spread. I mean, they still have uh, Emmanuel Sanders, who's actually kind of came on a little bit the last few games. So they, they've got uh, Traquan Smith, I mean, who, you know, I mean, that's somebody that nobody thinks about in that offense, but I mean, he's a fun player to watch. And then you got Taysom Hill, who is kind of like a do it all type person, you know, so. Uh, but I like the Saints in this game.
0: I'm with you. I, I think the Saints cover here. I, I think they get right. Again, kind of a tough spot for a young quarterback to go down there, Herbert, on Monday night uh, in a dome. And, again, I know the fans aren't going to be there. It's not going to be the same. But I, I like that Saints defense to maybe get after him a little bit They have the extra day to prepare, uh, get rested up. And uh, so I, I'm with you. I like the Saints to win and cover. Uh, On Monday night, so well, Butter. You know, let's get let's look ahead, man. Let's make some picks this weekend, right? So, fantasy purposes. Again, we alluded to it there in the opening intro that uh, I finally get off the Schneid and I uh, I get my uh, my first win against you. It was relatively close, right? One seventy eight to one seventy two, but it really boiled down to uh, my uh, flex pick of Joe Mixon. Right? He went off for forty two points. We were um, uh, you you had kind of bested me there. I had Kelvin Ridley, and when we talked about him on Monday night, he he posted an offer, so that didn't help me uh, on that front. But uh, but uh, Joe Mixon and he bailed me out uh, made me look good and so we're 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 knotted up on that front uh, from an NFL perspective, so I get back uh, in, in the in uh, the in the win column against you. Um, but um, so I, I guess I get honors uh, this I, I week. I wish you'd
1: have told me to start Joe Mixon. Yeah, yeah. So you had
0: him on your real fantasy team, yeah. didn't start him, right? <laughs> well, he was he was questionable, right? He kind of a chest injury, and didn't know if he was even going to play. And then goes out and uh, has a great performance, three touchdowns and 100, 100 plus yard total yards rushing and receiving, kind of did a little bit of everything. So he was uh, he was incredible on Sunday for the Bengals. But uh, I'm gonna. Copy you here, I guess. Uh, and again, we make our picks. We don't. We don't. You know, look at each other's picks before we do the pod. But um, I'm finally going to get on the Dak train, man. So give me Dak Prescott as one of my quarterbacks uh, Sunday again. That Giants team, they should get healthy. They should get good against them, and, and maybe they'll run the ball a little bit more. So Dak may not have the. Quite the same performance was what we've seen over the past four weeks, uh, but I think he's still going to be good enough. He's going to throw it around to Cooper and CD Lamb and um, uh, that that wide receiving crew. But I like him to have a good performance, and then also give me Deshaun Watson, which you know I know they just fired Bill O'Brien. Uh, but I think there's going to be a little bit of a bounce there, uh, and maybe they uh, they turn it loose uh, again. What do they have to lose, right? So they're 0 and 4. Might uh, but get their first win. Too. Yeah, the Jacksonville Jaguars come to town, and so I, I like them. Houston's <coughs> favored by six in this one. Uh, I like the the Texans to kind of maybe make a statement saying, "Hey, look, you know, we got rid of a coach that maybe it sounds like the players had given up on and didn't uh, didn't see eye to eye." But I like Deshaun Watson to have a big game against the uh, Jaguars this Sunday. But who are your two picks at quarterback, Butter?
1: I mean, I like Dak Prescott, and I like Matt Ryan. I mean, Dak Prescott, I mean, through the first few weeks of the season, I mean, he's put up video game numbers. I mean, his numbers have not been as good as uh, Russell Wilson, though. I mean, like, if Russell Wilson stays on the tear that he's on, he's averaging four touchdowns a game. I mean, if he stays on the tear that he's on, that's like 64 touchdowns for the whole entire year. I mean, I'm mean, so. i going to take the under on that, but that he still. <laughs> I think he's still going
0: to play pretty well.
1: Maybe he'll get a vote if he does that. <laughs> but um, I like Matt Ryan. I mean, on paper, you know, I mean, you look at the Falcons and you can't figure out why they're 0-4. But, you know, I mean, they're playing against uh, first-year coach uh, Matt Rule and the Panthers. I like Matt Ryan's matchup this week. So, I like uh, Prescott and Ryan.
0: Yeah, again, I, I like I like both those picks as well. So, we talked about it. I think the Falcons get off the schneid and they get their first win. If they're going to do so, uh, it's going to come cause uh, Matt Ryan's throwing to uh, Julio and Ridley and, and they have a big game there. So, good picks there. Uh, well, moving ahead to running back butter, uh, my two running back this week, uh, two running backs this week, uh, give me James Conner of Pittsburgh, right? They're hosting the Eagles and kind of that battle of Pennsylvania. Uh, I think he's going to play well. Uh, I like them to, to, to run the ball and, again, uh, beat up on the Eagles and kind of probably cover that spread. Um, and then give me Mike Davis from Carolina. Again, we talked about, you know, the the Panthers kind of overachieving, and, and you know, Davis has stepped in admirably uh, to fill in for Christian McCaffrey there. Uh, but they we talked about those Falcons. I mean, they're really good on offense. They have a lot of talent, but that defense has been awful. And so I think if the Panthers have a chance in this game, they're going to have to run the football and try to keep that Falcons offense on the sideline. And so from a game script standpoint, I like Davis to get a lot of touches and get a lot of touches early. So so that's my two picks for running back. But uh, who are your two guys at running back, butter?
1: Um I like Ezekiel Elliott and I like Jonathan Taylor. I mean, the reason I like Ezekiel Elliott is the Cowboys are playing the Giants. I mean, their defense has been god awful, terrible. Offense has not been very good either. But, you know, I mean, in most of the Cowboys games, you know, I mean, you look at uh what they've been able to do like with Dak Prescott They've played from behind. So, I mean, that kind of takes away from your running back getting rushing yards. I mean, so a lot of Ezekiel Elliott's points is coming from whatever they're passing. You know, I mean, like I think he's I think he's only uh, averaged like maybe 50 or 55 yards a game the past few weeks. Against the Giants, I mean, I think that they'll be able to run the ball. I mean, I don't think that they're going to be playing from behind. I mean, I think uh, what's going to happen is like uh, the Cowboys are going to come out and they're gonna be on offense and keep uh, keep the keep the pedal going. And I think their defense is gonna actually be able to come up with some stops because I mean the Giants just don't really have anybody. And I also like uh, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, like I said, I mean I think that's gonna be a very very fun game to watch. The Colts versus the Browns. I mean both of those teams they like to run the football. I mean but I like Taylor. I mean Wisconsin product. You know I mean the the uh, leading. Um, the leading rusher in college football of all time. Um, I think that um, – I think he's going to do really good for the the Colts.
0: Yep. No, I, I agree. I think he'll play well. And, again, I'm, I am. I'm excited for that Colts-Browns game, uh, the, the late slot there, the 3.30 slot on Sunday So uh, 3.30 central. Uh, so, looking forward to that. Well, from wide receiver perspective, Butter, give me Keenan Allen uh, for the Chargers on Monday night against the Saints, and then give me Amari Cooper – uh, the Dallas Cowboys, uh, against those Giants on Sunday. Again, I, I think uh, Cooper, um, you know, he, he played really well this past week against the Browns, put up a good stat line. And, again, he, he's he's the number one target for for Dak there. C.D. Lamb has really come on is looking really good in the slot and uh, played really well against the Browns on Sunday. Um, and so I, I like him as a pick as well. But Amari uh, uh, Cooper, I'm going to go with him. And then on Monday night, you know Herbert, you know Keenan Allen's definitely been his his top target there, and he's the best wide receiver on that Chargers team, and one of the better wide receivers in the league. Maybe doesn't get the same coverage or exposure as some of those other guys do, but he he is one of the better wide receivers in the game today. And so um, I think if the uh, the Chargers, you know, what points they do score, what big yards, big plays that do come for them uh, uh, Monday night against the Saints, I, I like it to be uh, from Keenan Allen's perspective. So those are my two wide receivers. But uh, who who are your two guys out wide uh, for uh, for this weekend, Butter?
1: I like C.D. Lamb, and I like Darius Slayton. Uh, like I said, I mean, I think the Cowboys, I mean, they're going to score a lot of points versus the Giants. You know, I mean, you got Amari Cooper. I mean, I think he'll have a, a good game as well. Um, I'm taking Darius Slayton of the Giants, you know, the other the – other
0: um, Yeah, keep it in the same game. Keep it
1: yeah. that, that matchup, because I think the Giants are going to be playing from behind – and uh, I like uh, Slayton's matchup against the Cowboys' defense.
0: <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, jump, jumping ahead to tight end in, Butter. So, I'm going to take a Sooner this week, man. So, it's OU Texas weekend. You know, we, we talked about the Red River rivalry on the college football podcast earlier. Uh, but give me our guy, Mark Andrews, uh, tied in for the uh, for the Ravens. Again, they host the Bengals. The Bengals got their first win last week, and that's a great story. But they're, they're not at the Ravens level just yet. So, I, I think the Ravens win that game and probably win it handily. Uh, but I like maybe a touchdown or two from uh, Lamar Jackson. To a Mark uh, Andrews uh, at tight end, so so that's my tight end for this week. Who who do you got at tight end, Butter?
1: I'm going to take a another Oklahoma guy, not not OU Sooner, but an, a guy from Oklahoma, uh George Kittle for the 49ers. Um, glad to see him back.
0: Yeah, he played injury. well last yeah. week. Yeah, he yeah, got Sunday um, night. Yep.
1: And you know, I mean, with the slew of injuries that they've had uh, on the defensive side of the ball as well as the offensive side of the ball, I mean, he's kind of their go-to guy. I mean. uh he, he's having to kind of uh, take the place of the receivers that they've lost. You know, I mean, and he becomes a really good uh, security blanket if Nick Mullins is in the game, you know, I mean, or, you know, if Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo comes back, I mean, but that's kind of one of their favorite targets to go to is George Kittle. I think he's going to have another tremendous game. Yeah,
0: he was definitely the primary weapon uh, Sunday night against the Eagles and, I think he had 15 catches for like 180 yards or something. He had to put a big, a big stat line there, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was, it was a good night, but uh, yeah, probably uh, one of the main weapons that you would expect again. Uh, 49ers hosting the, uh, the Dolphins, and so I like that pick, but uh, from a flex pos- position, Butter, uh, I'm going to go with wide receiver Will Fuller from Houston. Again, I talked about it um, uh, with Deshaun Watson, my quarterback pick. I think there's going to be a little bit of a bounce there uh, after uh, Bill O'Brien has been relieved of his duties. Uh, I think uh, the right opponent's coming to town in the Jaguars. I think it's the team to get good against, get healthy against. I think the Texans get off the Schneid, and I like Deshaun Watson to hook up with Will Fuller on a, on a several occasions on Sunday, and maybe even squeeze in a couple of touchdowns, hopefully. But uh, that's my flex pick. But uh, who's your flex pick?
1: I'm gonna go uh, with Mike Davis. I mean, you you picked him as your running back. I'm gonna pick him as my flex player with that offense. You know, I mean, Christian McCaffrey has made made a living the, the last few years. I mean, as a a run running back and a hell of a receiver out of the backfield. With Mike Davis, I mean, they've kind of used him in that same role. I mean, is he as great a player as Christian McCaffrey? Obviously, he's not. But he is making enough plays um, where they are keeping him in on passing and running downs both. And, I mean, he's looked really, really good. I mean, I think he's going to do well.
0: Yeah, and, again, I think that game script is going to call for Carolina to run the ball early and try to get him a bunch of touches to keep that Falcons uh, offense off the field. So, I like that pick as well. Well, kickers, Butter, uh, I'm, I'm going to go with goggles, man. So give me Rodrigo Blankenship, uh, the kicker for the uh, for the Colts, right? We talked about that game a lot, Colts at Browns uh, Sunday afternoon. I expect it to be really close. It uh, wouldn't shock me if it comes down to a field goal at the end. Uh, and so I'm going to go with uh, Rodrigo, the former uh, Georgia kicker, uh, as my uh, fantasy pick for, uh, for, for a kicker this weekend. But who do you got uh, kicking the ball, Butter?
1: Give me Justin Tucker of the Ravens.
0: Yep, Again, hard to argue with that. Uh, consistent week, week in, week out, and you would expect the uh, the Ravens to put up a lot of points against the Bengals on Sunday, so I'm with you. Uh, and again, we're, we're on the same page uh, from a defensive standpoint. We saw this on the college pod. We both like Notre Dame defense, and uh, coincidentally enough, we both like the Arizona Cardinals uh, on Sunday, and maybe not... That's shocking because they uh, they play the, the New York Jets, who <laughs> have just been awful. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Cardinals defense, what, what are your thoughts on them, Butter? So, again, we're on the same page here. We both got them. But uh, why do you like the Cardinals on Sunday?
1: Well, I think the the Jets offense is pretty much a very, very bad dumpster fire. I mean, uh, Sam Darnold's not going to play. Um, they'll have Joe Flacco, which, I mean, I mean he really hasn't had um, – really hadn't been a fantasy-relevant quarterback in the past couple of years, you know. I was thinking about taking the um, the Patriots in this in this game or as my defense as well I mean they've got a pretty favorable matchup against um, against the Broncos which the Broncos haven't had very good quarterback play either but I mean I do like uh, the Cardinals matchup in this with the aspect of having a running quarterback the, I think the Cardinals get up early and I think the Cardinals are one of those teams that will be able to milk the clock. Um, I don't see the Dolphins. I mean, the the Jets scoring a lot of points just because, um, like I said, it's a pretty pretty bad dumpster fire up there.
0: Yep. no, goodness said it uh, better myself. I, I think the Jets are awful. Uh, I think they go to or drop to zero and five, and uh, it just becomes a matter of time whenever they cut ties with uh, head coach Adam Gase. But uh, they're yeah, running out of Gase. Don't I don't <laughs> yeah, I like that. I don't feel <laughs> real confident about uh, uh, Joe Flacco coming in and riding the ship there for the Jets. So I'm with you. Give me the Cardinals defense. But well, Butter, I think that just about covers it here for for week five, man. So as always, all that's left now is uh, to watch the games uh, the, uh, tonight, right? We got one one game tonight, Bucks and Bears on Thursday night. But uh, oh, to watch Bears. all those games on Sunday. Sunday afternoon, man. But uh, for our listeners out there, Butter, they can follow you on Twitter at Jeremy underscore Van Kuren or a.k.a.
1: The Fantasy Fessional. That's right. Without the pro. Professional
0: without the pro. I love it, bud. Well, again, I appreciate you being in studio with me here this morning. Again, kind of a weird schedule this week, but uh, uh, you you made it work, and uh, I appreciate the flexibility, bud. But uh, look forward to doing it again next week. And while this will wrap it up for this episode, everyone, the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going and to keep up with everything we're doing over at the Sports Pros Network, check us out at fantasysportspros.com or on Twitter at sports underscore pros. And remember, that's pros with an E, P-R-O-S-E. Enjoy the games this weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Take care, everyone.